Ben, is there a right way to say no? There sure is. Let's talk about that. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. All right. Welcome to The Friday Habit. I'm Mark Labriola. And this is Ben Manley. What's going on, man? What's up, Ben? Hey, uh, not too much. I'm just uh, working on some Christmas shopping. It was exhausting. I spent four hours sitting on the couch browsing Amazon. Nice. And I'm I'm completely worn out. How about you? <laughs> you have cramps in your thumbs from scrolling. So much work. All the decision fatigue. It's It's a hard life. Yeah, I could imagine. Also wrapping up the holidays, we had a office Christmas party last night, so it was a rager. Nice. And yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It's always nice to kind of bring everybody together and just uh, celebrate the success of the business and just show appreciation to everybody that's helped Brand Viva get to where it is. So it's good. That's awesome. Well, I know I mentioned this to you before the show, but I wanted to tell you about a thing I got for my kids for Christmas. And oh, okay. I found it on, I think it was an Instagram ad that came by. It's the first time I've ever spent this much money just from seeing a random Instagram ad and then ordering it like two hours later. The algorithm has you. It, it, it knows you now. That was well spent money on their end. I'm like, how do I do that? How do I not do this ladder of product ladder where it's like, oh, first you do the small thing and you send the email. It's like, no, I see it and then I buy it. Like I want that to happen right. for me. But that's, that's big data right there. Man, what, so, so what good. is this? So yeah, Infento. Um, so I saw this ad. It's basically, imagine like an erector set, but you can make life-size like kids vehicles with it. So you can actually build like a tricycle, you can build a go-kart and all this stuff. It's like these aluminum metal pieces with all these different types of connectors. So it's like all these modular pieces with wheels and aluminum and stuff. And it's really, really slickly made. And you basically can connect all these pieces together. And I think I think the set that I got, I got, I got the biggest set. It includes an electric motor. So you can literally build like electric go-karts and, and all these other vehicles. And I think it makes like 32 different vehicles with one set or something like that. Is this like a million dollars? You have to like sell one of your kids in order to get it? Yes. The other one is going to be so happy though. (laughs) I will trade you one child for this set. It's a trade-off, but I think it's worth it. I mean, it's going to be awesome though. I, I'm just not sure if I'm more excited or the kids are going to like it more because <laughs> you're like, come on, let's build something. They're like, dad. <laughs> it's like, can we just play with something now instead of building this for six hours? But no, I think it's going to be awesome. And you know how much I love one wheels and electric bikes yeah. and all that stuff. So I think it's going to be a ton of fun to get them into it. They'll get to learn some cool engineering principles. Like there's like steering mechanisms you have to build and all kinds of cool stuff. So I think they'll learn some cool stuff from it and it's going to yeah. be a really good time. It seems like something that's educational and fun. Yeah, exactly. Dude, and their marketing is so spot on. They they get you because they're like, oh, spend quality time with your children. Like create generations of makers. And I'm like, yeah, I should do that. It's totally <laughs> worth the money. Or like, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, they're like, save the planet. Don't buy a hundred different vehicles. Just buy one. You can rebuild when they get bored. 
They get you on every front. I'm a good person. Man, this is so (laughs) worth the money. What they they studied you for the a year and then they fed you up one ad and you were just like bye. I was like ready for it. <laughs> it was perfect timing. It's that big data at work right oh, there, man, so good. I couldn't uh, say no. What can I say? You couldn't say no. No. And so we're going to talk about saying no, which is hard for a lot of people to do. I know myself, especially when I was starting out. I, I think that there's a right time to say no, but then I think there's also a right time to say yes all the time. And I feel like I went through a season of when I first started out, it was say yes to everything, right? Like, I'm going to do everything, no matter what it's paying, I'm going to take on the job and I'm going to do it. And I did that, did that, did that. And then I slowly started moving into a time where I could increase my, my hourly rate and I could charge more for my services. And then I got into a season of starting to say no. But it's hard to transition from saying yes to everything and then starting to say no to everything. What are some of your thoughts or your tips around saying no? I totally agree with you. Starting out with stuff, I said yes to everything too. And that's just my personality. I just get excited about ideas. I get excited about projects. So when a client comes to me, and like, hey, I have this thing. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want to learn how to do this new thing. For a long time, I didn't count the cost of saying yes to everything and realizing that every time you're saying yes to something, you're actually saying no to everything else you could be doing in that time. You know what I mean? Which is kind of a crazy thought. So by saying yes one time, you're saying no to everything else. So for me, sometimes I just get completely overwhelmed because I wouldn't really count the cost of saying yes and be like, okay, how much time is this actually going to take me? I'm a very optimistic person when it comes to my time. So if it takes me eight minutes to get to work one day, I will always remember that it takes me eight minutes to get to work. Not that sometimes it takes me 20 minutes to get to work. And the best time ever was eight minutes. I just think, oh, it takes me eight minutes to get to work. So same thing with a project, you know, or something I said yes to. It's like, oh, well, this will probably only take me so long to do. So I would definitely say yes to everything and go through these cycles of of getting to the point where I've said yes to so many things that I'm just stressed out for maybe a day, you know, maybe a week at a time, just realizing how many obligations I've already agreed to and get to the point where it just was stressing me out. And I felt like I wasn't in control of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And so a way that I started thinking about time was kind of like having a, a budget, you know, like a financial budget where you just have a limited amount of it. You know what I mean? And actually I was reading this book by Michael Hyatt, called free to focus and he actually does the same analogy in that book he talks about how time is a finite resource so it's like a zero-sum game you know you don't have an infinite amount of time so you have to budget it kind of like you do your your income and so that really made a lot of sense to me and i i also read a few other things in his book i was going to just talk about one of them was just this this idea by this guy that wrote a book called the power of a positive no his name is william yuri have you heard of this guy I haven't. Yeah. I've, I'll, I'll I be interested to look into that. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him either. He just was mentioned in this book by Michael Hyatt. I think he wrote The Power of a Positive No in 2007 or something like that. But once we realize like how important it is to say no and we don't have unlimited amount of time, he basically talks about like four different strategies that people use to to deal with demands on their time. And some of these resonated with me a lot. I'm actually curious to see if any of these resonate with you or not. But there's four different ones like four different responses, basically, when somebody asks you like, hey, can you do this thing for me? Or do you want to do this project or whatever it is? And the first one on his list, they all start with A, so it makes it easy to remember. First one is accommodation. The idea is somebody asks you to do something and you don't really want to do it, but you're just like, you don't want to like, 
you want to keep the relationship or whatever it might be. And you're like, you want to accommodate. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I mean, I'll, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And you kind of like not true to what you want to do or maybe what's best for your schedule or maybe best for your other clients, but you just kind of accommodate. So that's like the first response that tends to happen. So the first three are like negative ways to do it. And the fourth one here is, is a good way. So first one, accommodation, I've done that so many times. I can't even tell you. I just like, I don't want to have any conflict. So I just, I just go. Yeah. I land into like, well, they've been a good client or something like that. So I'll, I'll worry that I'll ruin the relationship if I say no. And so I want to help them out. Yeah. I'm definitely in that accommodation circle. I've been there many a times. For sure. And then you're up till two in the morning, like working on something like, why did I say yes to this? Yes. And and I mean, it can... Yeah, and it can make you feel like kind of like bitter sometimes. And that's not cool for you or the other person. They didn't even right. know. They might have just been like, hey, I wonder if he'll do this. You know, that would be awesome if he can. No big deal. But you just accommodate and you put yourself in this really hard situation for no reason. So to attack. Yeah. So attack means kind of like saying no poorly. I don't think this usually happens with me unless maybe I've just been pushed way too far by a client that's maybe like, you know, something that's Mm -hmm. back in my freelance days. I've had like maybe two pretty rough clients that just kind of took advantage of me back in the day. And so maybe in those situations, I don't really remember too much, but that would be the only situation I probably would be saying no poorly, which is like, you know, basically be like, no, I won't do it, but not give me an explanation or any kind of like, future help or anything and just being like no or or almost like attacking back at them in a negative way i can't say that's been a big thing for me but um, i think people with more maybe abrasive or like maybe people that enjoy conflict would probably be more likely to to have that response i don't know have you ever had that where you're like kind of attack type Um, thing or been attacked by someone else or anything like that no i i feel like there's been situations where i've maybe said no and it was yeah maybe more of like not an aggressive attack, but more of a passive aggressive attack. Oh, yeah. So it was like, I would say something rude and condescending or something like that. Yep. And that was probably a poor way to to say no. Totally. Yeah. And so the third one, and this honestly, it's probably the one I've struggled with the most is avoidance. So when somebody asks you some some request of your time, like, do you want to go to lunch or can you help me with this thing or whatever it might be? And honestly, I don't even do it on purpose, I don't think, but I fall into the trap of being like, oh, well, I'll get back to them on this. Like, I don't want to say no right now because I might be able to do it. But I almost kind of like, maybe I'm subconsciously putting it off because I don't want to say no, you know, and I'm just mm-hmm. like saying, okay, well, I'm not going to answer them yet because I need to think about this. But really, I already kind of know. Yes. Really, I kind of know. Yeah, that I don't want to do it. (laughs) I want to say no, but But, I can't. Yeah, exactly. So I just put it off (laughs) and I don't don't say no right away. Yeah, and you avoid the text messages and phone calls and emails. Sorry, I'm so busy. (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst. And I mean, honestly, just one thing for my personality that's helped so much is having having someone who is uh, responsible for answering all of our client stuff and coming to me with any questions. I can't avoid it. You know what I mean? It's great because Joy's here in the office and a request comes in and she's going to be here in person and be like, hey, by the way, this client wants to know this thing. So I just, I have to decide, you know, I can't avoid it, whether consciously or subconsciously. So just having that accountability, like with the team is super helpful sometimes, but I'd say that one's, that one's the trickiest for me. So First three were accommodation, attack, and avoidance. Those are all negative ways to deal with it. And then basically the way this guy, William Yuri recommends to deal with requests for your time, if you want to say no, he recommends 
that you use an affirmation technique. It's kind of like, I forget what people call it. I've called it like a criticism sandwich before. I don't know if I got that from somebody else or have you ever heard that term? No, I haven't. Okay. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it's like if you have like a, for example, you know, you were giving a design critique on something. So you say, oh man, I love this thing about it. Like, mm. oh, this part, I'd say, let's tweak it a little bit here because I don't think it's colors work, but oh, I also love this thing. Like you're doing awesome. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you kind of say, and it's not to be manipulative, but it's just to make sure no. they understand you do think they're doing a good job and not just be abrasive. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think as creatives too, I, I always hate when someone just comes out of the gate swinging. Like yeah. I spent 40 hours working on this video and I send my baby off. And then the first email back is like, oh, this is wrong. You spelled that wrong. This is, and then I feel like trash and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> this is, this is terrible. And I'm always like, so did you like it though? They're like, oh yeah, we loved it. It was so awesome, but it just wanted you to fix these few things. I'm like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've always tried to learn from that, knowing how that makes me feel. And so whenever I have to critique something, I always try to come from that place of like, let's start with what I do love about this right. and what I like. And then let's talk about the things that maybe need to improve or change. Exactly. And I think that, especially as creatives, I think that we respond better to that because we're always on this, the defense of trying to protect our art and it's such a subjective thing. So it's always like, yeah. And yeah, you, sometimes, yeah, you're working with people that may be a little more sensitive if they haven't been doing what they're doing for a long time. So you have mm -hmm. to be careful with that for sure. Yeah. So I love that. So affirmation, yes, no, yes. Exactly. So basically you kind of do the same sandwich technique with this. So as an example, at my business, Knapsack, we focus exclusively on building websites on Squarespace. We're super focused and it's so that we can be experts in what we do. So we say no to a lot of other types of things that are similar, like different types of design and stuff like that, that we technically could do, but it just takes us away from our focus. So an example would be a, a client recently asked if we could design an email signature for them for their, for their email address, just to make it look professional with their other stuff. So there's lots of ways I could have done that accommodation. I could have been like, sure, I'll do it. But technically like we don't do that. And maybe it grows into more things later because I keep saying yes to things that we don't really do. I could attack and be like, how dare you? We don't do that kind of stuff. I told you before we only do Squarespace design. I guess that would be yeah. attack. I'm not really sure. Cause I don't usually do that, but that sounds, sounds attacky right. to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, avoidance. I could have just like not answered because I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to have to say no to him. You know, I'll just leave it. But instead, what I try to do is kind of go along with this affirmation kind of thing. And I didn't use the exact template when I did it, but it, it's similar to this. And I think I just I wrote down an example of how I could respond in the situation. So basically, I could say something by starting out with saying like, great idea. An email signature with your branding would really make your emails look more professional. So basically saying like, hey, that's actually a really smart idea to like get a good signature. So affirming like, hey, this is a good step for you. Then we say uh, the no, which is unfortunately we've chosen to focus exclusively on being Squarespace website design experts. So we don't offer this service. So the no, like, you know what? We actually don't offer this. And when I write this, I probably wouldn't write it quite this stilted, but I wanted to give an example here. Yeah. And then the final yes, it's like, however, here's a link to a free email signature creator by HubSpot that helps you easily do it yourself. So you basically, you say, hey, this is a great idea. You know what? Actually, we don't do this, but here's either someone that can do it for you or another way you can do it yourself. So it's a really easy way to say, no, you obviously still care about them. You're reinforcing, you know, the relationship, but you're also saying, hey, sorry, I can't do that for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I love that. And, you know, that happens with us all the time as well. Like someone say, hey, do you do real estate photography? And it's like, no, we do photography, but we don't do real estate photography. But I know right. a really great guy that you can call. And then same thing too with uh, budgets, right? Somebody is like, hey, like we only have like 800 bucks for this video. And it's like, all right, well, we're not a good fit for you. Right. So, so it's like, let me connect you with someone who is a good fit for you. And as you grow and if you find yourself in a position where you can afford a larger budget, then keep us in mind. You know, the surprising thing to me is that people actually really respect it when you say no. And for the most part, they, I mean, every once in a while, you know, someone will come back at you, but for the most part, people, especially in meetings when they're asking, Hey, when you build websites, can you do this for me? Or do you do this? And you say, you know what, actually we don't do that. We focus on these things. They really appreciate the honesty and upfrontness and the fact that you're not just trying to sell, sell them on using you and just saying yes to everything. They honestly respect you setting boundaries so that they can actually more clearly understand what you do well and what you don't so that they can Mm -hmm. choose to work with you or not. And it preserves, if you have a relationship, I think it preserves that relationship, right? Because when you avoid or attack or, you know, accommodate begrudgingly, it just puts a wedge in your relationship. And so by doing an affirmation, no, it kind of instills that trust within each other and goodwill. So yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So yeah, the action item for this week uh, would be to use the affirmation approach next time you decline a request for your time. So just think about any, any time this, this week something comes up and try framing it as a yes, no, yes kind of sandwich and, and say no, stand up for yourself, but in a, in a kind way that still adds value to the other person. Totally. I think that's awesome. I think this was a great idea and it's something that uh, young freelancers and entrepreneurs need to learn quickly. So I think this is awesome. Well, hey, if you've listened to this episode and uh, you're like, why is it called the Friday Habit? Well, head over to thefridayhabit.com and download our guide to the Friday Habit system. Uh, And it's going to show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. So head over there and uh, you can connect with Ben. Ben, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me at benjaminmanley.com or you can find my company Knapsack at knapsackcreative.com. And you can hit me up on Twitter at MarkLab2 or head over to brandbevamedia.com and see what we're up to there. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to The Friday Habit. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.